0: Come on, I still want my students to like me. (laughs) If I had the choice, I'd rather that they like me than that they don't like me. But how many of my moves in the classroom then are driven by wanting people to have a high opinion of me? Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture. And we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. And I'm Dave Mulder.
2: I'm Abby DeGroat.
1: As always, we want to thank you for allowing the three of us to be here with you. And we want to thank you for joining us in the hallway. Each week, one of us brings a question. We try to think creatively around it in the context of Christian education, We're good friends who love each other and love engaging each other in conversation about our practice. And our deep hope is that you are enriched and encouraged in your own work and maybe even in your everyday walking around life. Well, we have a long list of topics we want to talk about. We want to know what hallway conversations you'd like to hear. So if you have ideas or questions or feedback about this broadcast or any other ones, or you simply want to share your own hallway conversations with us, please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. In fact, today's question um, isn't coming from us, it's coming from one of our listeners. So we wanna thank John, a listener, and Mm -hmm. middle school teacher in California uh, for submitting this question, and we encourage you to maybe do the same. But here's John's question for us. Hi there, Hallway guys. I'm John, and I am a sixth grade teacher in Southern California. I would love to hear you guys talk about reputations how are we to deal with reputations as teachers? For a teacher that has a good reputation, is it acceptable for them to lean into that, take more risks because they have more grace built up with parents and with, with, uh, with students? What about a teacher with a bad reputation? How much effort should go into correcting that or fixing that? I know we shouldn't worry too much about what people think about us, but I think your reputation can be an advantage and also a disadvantage in teaching. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, John, for that question. That has left me really actually wrestling quite a bit, and and I find it's actually a very complicated question. Um, Abby, as I hear this, I I can't help but think this is a complicated question, so sorry to start with you, (laughs) but I'm just wondering sort of, what are your initial musings about this question?
2: Yeah, I've, I've always been uneasy in the presence of people casually mm. talking about or scrutinizing teacher actions, right? Yeah. So, so in a casual gathering, if someone mentions, you know, the high school I used to work at, a teacher there, something that they're doing in a class, and um, negatively I tend to get defensive
0: mm.
2: because I think, That's one slice of time. Mm -hmm. That's one perspective. Um, And I know reputations do have an impact. I think John is exactly right. I think that's true, that reputations impact teachers and have have an effect on our work. But I also think it's important for us to name that I think it's also a broken way to look at... Hmm teacher student interactions teacher parent interactions because i think sometimes it's it can be taken out of context it can be a small slice it's not a holistic look at what a teacher's practice like Mm. genuinely looks like
0: in in the sense like there's more to the story there's more
2: to the story and students are not experts Mm. in in pedagogy and Mm. education so i wonder if that's a fair Hmm. rubric
0: Right. If parents are the ones coming saying, "Well, I heard this right. happened," and no. does that
2: as a professional educator, that yes. bothers me.
1: You're Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The word, <clears throat> the word itself, leaves me a bit uneasy. Not, not because I, I don't want to be naive about it. Right. Of course, those reputations yep. exist. Yes. But I think you're right. Is that? Is that? How do people arrive at this sort of mm-hmm. th- this declarative statement about a, about a <laughs> teaching professional? That we know little about, and yeah. yet, and yet are are often spoken about in very definitive terms
0: mm-hmm. yep. when very is
1: li- very little is known. Um, so th- I find I think that's super helpful. Abby. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so thanks for naming that naming that yeah. tension. Dave, how about for you? Like, did, do you feel the tension, or what? Are, what's yeah. going through your head as you hear John's? A question that's way more complicated, I think, than I I first thought.
0: Yeah, well, and I appreciate the way that he wrapped that up, talking, like, should, is this something we should worry about? And Mm -hmm. I think that's the right, Mm -hmm. I think that's the right thing for us to ask about, right? And I guess I'm looking at this through the lens of my own experiences, right? And I think back to when I was a novice teacher, and I, I'll just say it, I really wanted my students to like me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is very much driven by reputation. Come on, I still want my students to like me. (laughs) If I had the choice, I'd rather that they like me than that they don't like me. Um, But, yeah, like how many of my moves in the classroom then are driven by wanting people to have a high opinion of me. And that I want a good reputation. I want parents to be talking good about me. And <laughs> I mean, the the dark side of that is I, I kind of have cultivated a sense of that, I think, for, for myself. I've joked before on the show, I'm an Enneagram 3, right? I'm the achiever. And I'm very image conscious. I'm very aware of mm-hmm. what people think about me. Or I'm always trying to perceive what people think about me. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, that, sometimes means that I'm going to try to curry goodwill with my students and Ooh. with their parents. And is there a dark side to that? You bet there is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have to check that impulse in, in mm-hmm. myself, right? But the flip side of that is, I think John in his question is is right, right? Like, I was more willing to take some risks pedagogically mm-hmm. in my teaching practice because of, of you know, mm-hmm. being... Like, Feeling like I could get away with something. thats a gross way of saying it. Yeah, can you, um,
1: Dave? Can I just can I follow? Can I just follow up that? Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you, it's but, good. But this idea of like to to get away, like as you're talking about pedagogy, to get away with, yeah, can, it that that feels ambiguous to me. So I'm just wondering, can you clarify when you're talking about the phrase "Hey, I can get away with mm-hmm. something." yeah can you just talk about that or clarify
0: that yeah and that's why like immediately after i said get away with that sounds gross i don't mean anything insidious or Mm -hmm. like unprofessional or um, you know inappropriate like uh, i guess what i'm thinking more of um, because I had curried enough favor with parents and students, like they can just kind of like, oh, well, that's just Mulder in the Do sense. Do things that
2: are untraditional.
0: Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> that, out <laughs> of idea, the box. Out of the box, right? Yes. Um, so, like, I really like Rick Wormley a lot. Of, uh, some of his writing, and he he had a great bit where he talks about it, committing to daring acts of pedagogy, right? And mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot, and I've tried to embody that, right? But to be daring in your pedagogy. Um, yeah, that might be things that are non-traditional, things right. that might seem a little risky to colleagues who maybe worry more about how they're perceived. And because I've developed enough of a sense of like, no, oh, parents trust me, and well, try to, ooh, that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
1: But I, I'm coming back as you're talking, Dave, right now. Like you have mentioned before, we both have mentioned in previous podcasts this idea of we we teach who we are. Oh yes. Right. So I don't want. I can't be Dave Mulder for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be Dave Mulder. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so how do you, so maybe for someone it doesn't come, you know, for you daring acts of pedagogy comes very, like that is who you
0: are. Right, right. And,
1: but we've all taught, or at least I have, taught next to people who have these amazing reputations. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. And, and I
1: see who they are and what they do, and and there's part of me that I can sometimes feel defeated in terms of like, well, I right. I can't be that. Right. Very like much I, so,
2: and when and when you're a new teacher or yeah. someone coming in, that can be very hard to teach next yeah. door to, yeah. right? For yeah. instance, to yeah. to be comparing your reputation for good yeah. or for worse yeah. to people in the building. Yeah, and that can do can harm. Be,
1: that can be harmful, yeah, it can actually. can be demoralizing. Some, it can be <laughs> demoralizing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's why it's it's interesting to think about that. You know, like in in a in a school where there's three or four or five teachers who have sort of have this wonderful reputation. Mm-hmm. What does it? What might that do to the rest? Of, like. Like, do we just let them fly and be themselves? Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. and that for me is a bit of of the challenge of, of thinking like, hey, if, if I'm a school leader and I see Dave Mulder, is this a matter of, hey, that's Dave being Dave, and that's awesome? And now look at that, like he's earned his trust and he thinks outside of the box. And I and I guess my question is, how do we, how how do I not just necessarily like John saying like, can I use that like right. to take risk right. with in the classroom? My question is, how do I leverage that? With the rest of the staff, actually, yeah, like, yeah. like for me, the question isn't about, hey, like, how do I, how do I, um, leverage Dave's reputation, mm-hmm. not just in the community, how do I, how do I leverage it with staff,
0: right. not to
1: give them a better reputation, but how do I leverage? that, to help them be better teachers. that, I think, is the key question, right?
0: That it shouldn't be about an individual teacher's reputation. It shouldn't be. This is a real thing. I'm so glad you said that, Abby, because it is. This is a real... It is. It's something that we need to grapple with, but this is the broken nature of it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if Mm -hmm. if there's this culture of competition among the teachers, if there's this culture of Um, You know, I'm going to hoard all my pedagogical tricks and I'm not going to share that with anybody else. Right. And I guess that would be my response to it. I think for school leaders to set up ways to like, so let's get us into each other's classrooms and not in a comparative way, but in a coaching kind of a way. Right. Like so that you can see your colleagues at work and say, oh. Now I see that I could I could do that. I right. never thought about that before. Well,
2: and, and that I might bring something that students need that that could, even though your reputation is already stellar, right? Could really serve your yes. students well. Um, I was part of a collaborative professional development. We set up PLCs, right? Professional learning communities mm-hmm. inside our school, um, and that was, I think, the best part of that model. Oh yeah. Is that you know I would bring an English lesson and the yeah. science teacher who that wasn't his natural language, right, would have such great insight for me about students um, who who aren't great at English. And mm-hmm. he would ask clarifying questions of me that I didn't even think of because it's so much my natural right. language, yeah. right? And so that's just a great way to build strength yeah. and camaraderie and collaborativeness mm-hmm. among a faculty, which is what you want.
1: Right. Yeah, like I, I can remember being at a conference and, and hearing a speaker uh, once say that that part of the responsibility of leadership is to hold is to hold teachers accountable to the knowledge that they have mm-hmm. Within them and I think about that in terms of pedagogy to hold teachers accountable to the pedagogical um, To the pedagogy they have with them to share for for the sake of students and, and other teachers right that's so that's why I like that idea of of Leveraging that within the school mm-hmm. for this for the sake of students um, It's interesting as I was you were talking I was thinking about um, John's question, because he, he used the phrase, hey, should we lean into this? For teachers who have mm-hmm. good reputation, should we lean into this? Or should there be more grace? Um, and I'm just thinking about that idea of, like, leaning into your... I, I don't know if you should lean into your reputation. What we need to lean into is good teaching and good learning. Yes, yes. Um, and not, not because of uh, of a reputation, but because because the question is is, like, what's... In my mind, anyways, it's what's best for kids. Don't don't mm-hmm. do it because you know as you're as you're thinking about pedagogy is to say well because there's because then I think it can lead to arrogance to be honest oh, like, yes. yeah. look at me I've got this reputation I can I can take these risks people trust me and in fact there's there something that I think unhealthy about that in some For ways. sure right. but if we're if we're thinking about this in terms of like hey what is what is good pedagogy what is good learning what is like what are sound practices around that I think that's how you either enhance a positive reputation or it's how you build build yes. a, a reputation. Yeah. Um
2: and, and yeah, I could do things that would get me a great reputation with eighth grade students yeah. that should not be done. Correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs>
2: pedagogically that I don't want teachers doing. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. From from an educational standpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I think realizing too that we're dealing with students and parents who are not trained educators and so their lens is going to be different right um and so you could have a reputation um yeah for for giving class parties or for bringing treats right i don't know that i want that to be the basis of your educational
1: strategy which comes back to right how are these reputations arriving like Mm -hmm. i can imagine i can imagine that there are teachers who Pour so much into into their pedagogy into their lesson learning like all of it And, and have a very rigorous classroom and they love their kids um, But but their the reputation is that they're less fun. So to speak mm-hmm. So to speak mm-hmm. right and 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 yet I I'd want my children. I would want my children in that class, right? right? You know that there's gonna be a level of care, but there's also going to be a level of learning so so maybe in having you know this whatever that positive reputation is maybe it's a bit of careful what you wish for yeah, right yeah. like whether it's and and I sometimes think you know no one's reputation is, is as good as people think it is yeah. and, and no one's as, mm-hmm. as bad as overall and that's painting with a wide brush we, because we we arrive at conclusions about teachers without knowing the whole mm-hmm. story.
0: That's right. And and to recognize that there's a bigger picture that that we're only seeing a slice of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I guess I'm thinking about the difference between reputation and legacy. Yeah, you've mentioned
1: that before, Dave. Mm-hmm. actually, can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Sure. So the short version, I didn't come up with this myself. This comes from a Bible lesson I used to teach. I was a middle school Bible teacher. And we were looking at Israel and Judah's kings and talking about it in terms of reputation and legacy, right? That that a lot of these really bad kings, that some of them were bad kings, um, so often they were doing what was the politically expedient thing because they were concerned about their reputation, their standing with the people. Mm-hmm. And the really good kings, you know, your your King David and your Josiah and Jehoshaphat and Hezekiah, Like they were good kings because they were so faithfully relying on the Lord, it was thinking much more in terms of like right. the, the long-term legacy right. that they had and the broader impact they have on all the people, right? So anyway, to, to make the analogy here for, for us as teachers, and I think for school leaders in particular, to say, we're gonna care, we're gonna be more about the long-term legacy of what our school does to impact students than the rep- individual reputations of teachers on a day-to-day basis, right? And and so to foster that kind of a culture that has that long view yeah. of saying, this is what we're about. We are gonna faithfully rely on Jesus. Mm-hmm. We are gonna, you know, have these opportunities for faith formation for our students. We're gonna have the opportunities to unpack curriculum um, in, in ways that are gonna shape who our students become, mm-hmm. we're going to choose pedagogies. Maybe it is daring acts of pedagogy, mm-hmm. um, but with that long view in mind. Yeah. Not and, and the students are going to have
2: a variety of teachers that are going to yes. meet them in different places, right? So right. it's it's not about how much you love one teacher at one point in time, right. but it's about how each teacher in this building is bringing something that's right to the table for for this student.
1: So so let me just. So let's just say there's a, a student who maybe that we just taught, that just graduated, that's heading into their their first job. What what advice would you give them around, like, hey, like, how important, sh- how much should I care about my mm-hmm. reputation? Like, what would you say to them? And, and then maybe, and then how do you enter into a new community where no one knows you? You know, you're moving mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. place you've never lived, or maybe you're moving to a place where you're actually well-known and. Um, <laughs> for good or ill, yeah. For good or ill, let's be honest about that, right? And, yeah. um, what advice would you give them in terms of like, hey, how do I go about building trust? Like, and because mm-hmm. I was gonna say, how do I go about building a good reputation? But but should that even be important? Mm-hmm. Versus, I, how do I go about building trust? Like, what advice would you give to a first year, or even maybe? A veteran teacher who's sort of like reevaluating mm-hmm. some of this and, and is like, oh, maybe I, maybe I want to make some changes here." What What would you say?
2: Yeah, I have a C.S. Lewis quote that I love. Right, he he says, "Aim at heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you get neither."
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So I think, Interesting. I think, aiming for reputation. Right, you might miss them both. Mm. But if you're long, if your aim is good teaching and and small being faithful in those small things right so setting a good foundation with your students it's not you I I tell my education students all the time because I teach um, applied ed psych to future teachers who will teach middle school and high school students Mm -hmm. and I always tell them I said you have to know who you are and if you are building your image of yourself on what adolescence Think um, of you or say to you right on a day-to-day right. basis, you're going to be miserable. There is not a worse scenario that I yeah. can think of yep. than for a young teacher to build their self-image on what adolescent students yeah. mm-hmm. think. That's a, that's a recipe for disaster. You have to have a foundation. Yeah. With the Lord, mm. you have to have a foundation of who you are as a person. And then I think you just build strategically from, mm. from yeah. there.
0: I think my word of advice would be to get enmeshed in that community, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, in a couple ways, get get connected with your colleagues. Um, if you are getting started in your teaching career, leverage your learning networks that you were talking mm-hmm. about here, mm-hmm. too, Abby, right? Like, find ways to connect with teachers. Think out loud with your colleagues about uh, your curriculum, about things that you're trying in your teaching practice. Um, try to get maybe that kind of 360 view of, so mm-hmm. what what would happen if, you right. know? Um, and if we're going to, you know, do some adventurous uh, pedagogical moves here, um, you know, to have an experienced colleague come alongside right. you and play that right. out. And How might
2: it, that play out? What right. might happen? Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for yeah. school leaders too, I think yeah. that that's a good thing to just really walk alongside those those novice teachers, especially, but for experienced teachers as well. Um, and then yeah, to get to know your community, um, get to your students' events. Get oh, to know them sure. beyond yeah. the, the classroom as well so that you see them as whole people. And honestly, I think a lot of times parents really respect that too when they see mm-hmm. that you're there for their kids yeah. beyond just what's happening in the classroom. And I know we're all busy people. For us as educators yeah. too, I want to be cautious about advising you to do more things, right? Yeah. But th- this is one where the investment of time I think does mm-hmm. have a payoff mm-hmm. for, for a trusting relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, ma- it makes me think of, of just the hard work of, of knowing others and also being known, like being out there and, and getting, mm-hmm. to, getting to know the people in your community. And yep. th- that's one way you build trust is, is through relationship yeah. and through good pedagogy and um, to know that you don't have to do it alone actually, that there's people, right. school leaders, and colleagues. Right. Um, you know, that if you're teaching across the hall from a, a Dave Mulder and an Abby DeGroote. That your your success is tied to that. Like we're right. in this together. Right? And, and
2: resist the urge to shut the door, right? Yes,
1: yeah. Resist the oh, urge to shut. As the door. hard
2: as it is to have yeah. other to invite others in. Yeah. Um, It makes you so much better and opens the door to much more collaboration and transparency.
0: And and maybe even a little bit of what we're trying to do here, right? These hallway conversations, to have have real conversations with colleagues about hard stuff too, Mm -hmm. stuff that matters. Stuff Mm -hmm.
1: that matters, absolutely. Friends, we know that your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for joining us today for another complicated and complex hallway <laughs> Great conversation. Great question. We want to thank John for the, for the tough question and, and the wrestling that it's caused us, and I know we'll continue to, to wrestle um, through this. And whether it's this day, this week, this month, or this school year, we hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. We want to thank you for the good, God-delighting work that each of you are doing in your schools and communities And as you go into this week, on behalf of Abby and Dave, we just want to say that uh, to bless you and say that the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you.
0: This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.